I knew a guy who played pretend I feel that he was near the end His time was running out And he could feel the end of the road Politics and talking trash Finding something else to bash He always had an army of followed Wannabes up his ass When they drop down to their knees Understand the reality It doesn't even matter what anybody ever and I hit record. We are live. How's it going? Not too bad. All right. I know this week's flying by, man. It this, is. And also, I'm definitely going to be messed up now because now we're recording on a Wednesday instead of our normal Thursday recording. <laughs> so now I'm going to be thinking it's tomorrow's Friday because we're recording today. Yeah. And I'm going to put it out on Friday like normal. So. Okay. So what you got going on tomorrow night? Madeline's got softball. More softball. Is she going to start having games on the regular on Thursday now? No, these all these Thursday games have been makeups. Oh, because the rainouts. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So they are okay. they are still we'll undefeated. Be... Still undefeated. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Have I told you about what has happened with her games this year? Um, you said something about the uh, they they did the mercy they mercy ruled a team or two I think is what you said in the car. So yeah, first then, first game was a mercy rule. The yeah. second win was a rain or was a forfeit because the team had dare graduation. Okay. The next week, they were down twelve to six. Well, this was the uh, the pitcher went an extra inning or whatever. Right? Yes, she started the sixth inning, and they have a rule that at this age they can only go five. Gotcha. And so. Okay. They won that game, and then last night, uh, they then they had a one-run game, and then last night they won by two runs. Awesome! Yeah, very cool. So they're doing well. And how long of a season? Like how many games do they play in a season? I think they play like twelve games. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah CYC is ten games is what it used to be. And then I, hell, I think they even at one point knocked it down to eight games just because they ran out of teams to play. Yeah. <laughs> so so and our 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 group was having to travel out to. Um, St. Charles to play. You know, we had to go to a different county just to find teams to play. Yeah. So, so they've got uh, three other teams in the league. So they're just playing the same teams over and over. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, good lord. <laughs> the rivalries. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have kids that hate each other. <laughs> oh, it, it, it definitely gets that way. They had one team that was kicked out of the league la- after last year because, yeah. well, their coach was horrible. So they said, look, you, you can't have her as a coach anymore. The umpires have complained. The other parents have complained. Find a new coach. So they found a new mm. coach, and he he's just a piece of shit. Cause we we knew him from before. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. Well, he his daughter played on another team. She got kicked off it. They joined this team. He took over as coach, and the parents hated him. So the team disbanded. So who do you think is the real problem? Do you think it's the kid, or do you think it's the parent? Oh, it's it's the parent. I know it always is. You sports. Yeah. Maybe it has always been this way, and it just wasn't really publicized as much because of all the social media. And we can, everyone can be recorded on the phone now, and you know, people are just capturing it a little bit easier now. But I'm curious, was it always this way back then? I, I tend to lean towards no because I think I tend to lean towards the fact that uh, most parents were probably just didn't care that much. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they just really didn't. Well, <laughs> nowadays, like, our parents, parents care a lot. <laughs> our parents would have to spend part of the game working in the concession stand. Yeah, but yep. I my I didn't ever see my parents ever get into that situation <laughs> where they'd be yelling at the umpires or referees. Yeah, well, at least you got at least you know it's it's 
good that they're still playing, but it's also sad that it's only three teams worth of kids that are playing. Yeah. It, back in the day, it'd be, you know, tons and tons of teams. You'd play a, a variety of kids, you know, yeah. versus just, oh, it's just sad that it's the uh, pay to play. So it's, it's the model that all these parents think they have to do because it's all about keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's a sad state of affairs. It's sad for those kids that want to play some more. I bet you they play even more than 12 games if they had more competition to play. You oh, know? Yeah. But at a certain point, you get burnt out of playing the same teams over and over. Because really, what are you doing as far as, you know, what are you, if you're not uh, challenging, you know, yourself or the yeah. team, well, who and, knows where you're going And we found that our team's been together for a while. And yeah, we lost a bunch of pitchers, but we have girls that have stepped up. But the funny thing is, is these teams, like, we run rule them, so then they find someone that can pitch, and then they pitch against us every week. <laughs> they use the same pitcher because they, they know that the pitcher has figured our hitters out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just a matter of adjusting, I guess, on your guys' side of things, of figuring yeah. out how to beat that pitcher. That's the challenge at that point. So at least it's something challenging to do instead of yeah. know, keeping it boring. Because it, if you run rule, if you if you run rule, oh, is that what they call it? Because you keep saying run rule. Because back in the day, it was mercy rule, right? Yeah, you, yeah, same like, thing. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. At least they'll be challenging that way because otherwise you're not pushing the girls to try to get any better. You yeah. Know? If you're going up against weak pitching, so you don't want to do that. Yeah, but the flip side is these other teams aren't developing pitchers because they're just they're they're just they're scouting for one that can do it, and yep. then they can't find anybody else. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. The flip of the coin there. So. Yeah. Because I mean, we rotate pitchers. We have two pitchers go every game. First one yeah. goes two to three innings, and then the next one comes in and does two to three innings, because oh, it's where geez. we get past five innings. Oh well, because yeah, no, um, my niece, because uh, she's the only one of the girls that play softball because Emma has no interest in playing, but she has to go all the way out to Chesterfield to play. Yeah, <laughs> she's got to go a long ways just to go play softball. Like, yeah, that's something we debated about. Like, do we go out to Chesterfield and play out there? I mean, it's closer for us. Mm-hmm. And there's more competition out there, but Madeline really doesn't want to leave her team because she, she's been with them for a few years now, and she loves them. Well, the question being, would the whole team be willing to go join up with the Chesterfield League of some kind? Has so, that been discussed? Yeah, it has been discussed. There, I don't think our team is up to that level of competition because there are a few girls that aren't aren't there, and then there's other girls that are soccer players primarily. Yeah. So we have games where we have eight players in the field because there's a soccer game going on at the same time. Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> You're talking to the guy that when I coached basketball, we did some three on three until the other players showed up so we could play five on five. Yeah. It's just like, I got three right now, man. <laughs> we'll play some three on three ball until I get two more girls to show up. <laughs> Madeline loves it, though, on those nights because she plays the whole game. Yeah, play the whole game and get extra at bats, too. Yeah. We don't have to wait a long term, long time, man. Yeah, I remember back in the day, you have so many kids on your team, you might get one or two at bats at the most. Yeah. Because everyone had to hit. So, like, yeah, last night they had their. They had all 13 girls there, so yeah. I think it was two at-bats. See, that's no, that's no fun. Yeah. No fun at all. So, so now that we've jumped in already, do uh, you drinking anything tonight? Not tonight. No, not tonight. I don't have. I didn't have anything cold. Um, I haven't gone out to buy anything, anything new, so. Yeah. No, not, not tonight. Um, but, yeah, I need to go grab something new. I know I need to do that. Yeah, so I but, uh, got... I'm trying to think if I have anything to report to you since I've seen you because I saw you on Saturday and I'm trying to think if there's anything to report as far as uh, funny stories to share. And I don't think so. I don't think I do. Except for the yeah, you know, kids 
this, the, the boys down to his last week of school and then uh girls have two more weeks and then how about you you girls almost you're, you're you guys are almost done too right well they, i think they've got 12 11 days i don't know i don't keep track they they could tell me <laughs> Oh, my, yeah, they'll tell me every day how many are left. <laughs> they do not hesitate to do that. So one of the school districts out here is done, I think, end of this week. Oh, well. Okay. Ours has, like, another week and a half. Well, they go into the beginning of June, I believe. And it's okay. because they built in six snow days. And they used uh, every one of them, where the other school district out here started a few days earlier, and they had two snow days, and anything past two days was virtual learning. Oh, okay. Our school wouldn't do the virtual. Oh, they wouldn't do it. No. Nope. Yeah. I'm wondering what, I'm, I'm wondering how much power the teachers have about that. I don't know. Um, I because they're like, well, no, this is built into our contract that we have snow days, and I don't want to teach when the snow days is available to us because technically a free day off for them. You yeah, know what I mean, so, yeah, it is. Um, I don't know the teaching union works with that, but it makes it hard right now for parents because a lot of people are still working from home and. We have three kids here that are fighting and looking for TVs to watch in the areas where we're working. So, yep, yep, yeah. Um, headphones or AirPods and tablets for all three of them <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> Everyone gets their own thing. Just plug in, man. The, the good thing is about most of our TVs, they have built-in Roku's, and the kids can pair. Oh, the remote, yeah, yeah. The, with the remote has the sound thing to it, right? Yeah. Or with the TVs, you can put the uh, remote on your phone. And then use your oh really okay. yeah use headphones that um, way okay yeah that makes sense cool yeah very cool yeah no um just trying to think no no other no other oh no I, I uh I did something with my arm where I was feeling like it was dead just dead arm all the time because my chair I have in here does not have uh, armrests at all yeah so when I'm working I have nothing to lean my arm on and it got so bad I went to go see someone about she's not a chiropractor but she's like a, a therapist. Not a, it, I, kind of like a massage therapist, but not because this is not a, a good massage. It hurts. Like I have a bruise. Yeah. I have bruises on me now yeah. <laughs> from what she does. And she used one of those. Um, she called it a Theragun or something like that. Yep, we have one. Uh, you, yeah, Jen has one. I'm just I don't like it because it hurts <laughs> so bad. But the one she had, the lady had that I went to today, had like a, a big rubber ball attachment to it versus Jen's. I don't. It doesn't have that. It's not the same thing. I, th- yeah. I think it was a little bit more gentler than what she's got. And man, she got me right on the collarbone, like right below the collarbone. And I guess whatever area is between your shoulder and the collarbone, I guess there's some muscle right there. What muscle yeah. is that? You, you know. oh, is it so your lats? Well, lats on the back, right? Yeah. Deltoid? Deltoid? The deltoid's on the front? I think so. I couldn't, like, if you put your arms up to your side, like hands up from the police, you know, say, yeah. I, I didn't shoot. She had me lay on my back and my arm. She couldn't push it down. <laughs> like, it wouldn't go all the way down. Yeah. So it's locked. It's locked. So she put, she, um, you know, she did whatever she did and she put the gun on there and it fell as soon as something happened, my arm felt like it was like a thousand degrees, like so much heat was going through there. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's all the nerves and everything in there. Just unleashing whatever it was. And finally, and then she took my arm mm. I go flat straight in front of me and then she lifted it all the way up to the sky like you raise your hand in class. Yeah. And then she put it all the way back down flat next to me and all of a sudden you hear a big old pop. <laughs> Just a good pop, like a good yeah. crack. Yeah. Something good happened. I was and I went, I went, oh <laughs> it felt so good. And like I every now and then, you know, I I know for a fact I got carpal tunnel. I mean, anyone that does, you know, any kind of work yeah. like, like we used to do, you're gonna have carpal tunnel. It's just it's part of the job to yeah. have it. 
but uh the dead arm has been relieved a bit and i'm like just feeling a thousand times better today so that was a great adventure i had today and she's just like yeah it's just something you're gonna have to do it's basically like a car you have to maintain a car we have to maintain yourself yep every now and then go in and do something like that because do you do the chiropractor thing or what do you do for when you have something going on i just push through push through <laughs> Um, I, I went this to, bad, yeah see this one was bad enough to where I was like it hurt the most when I was driving like it hurt so bad just to drive yeah the arm was just completely dead and numb I, I I've done chiropractor a few times like yeah. and especially right after I hurt my back like two and a half years ago um, mm-hmm. but after a while nothing he was doing was making it better so I just did the exercises he said as long as I did the exercises I was gonna be fine it's a yeah. load-bearing injury so I, I stretch. I can do all my working out. I did yeah. end up going to getting the MRI done and getting a shot into it, but it's still the same. Yeah. Casualty of the job, sir. Casualty yeah. of the job. So, but yeah, we saw each other on Saturday for uh, Fan Expo St. Louis. We did. It was an amazing time. It, it was, was a great, great time. It was a. Uh, I I mentioned to Jen one of my, my the highlights of just going through the timeline of our day. I was like, yeah, I, I was like, hmm, not sure if Jay's kids have ever seen North uh, St. Louis before. <laughs> Maybe once uh, they've been. I think you said they were really young when they saw it. But yeah, yeah. coming through North St. Louis is its own little adventure. Yeah, they they've been up there a few times for the cemetery mm-hmm. just past you. So okay, yeah, and so but like uh, what's so funny is like the day we got back or that later that evening when we got back. I saw a thread on Reddit. It just I have a thing on Reddit where it just pulls up St. Louis centric stuff. Yeah, and it was a guy stopped at Humboldt Avenue down in the city, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Here, watch this. T- tell me, St. Louis, what's up with this? What, what, watch this." He stopped. Red light, right? Yeah. One car blows through. Two cars. Another two. Another one right through the red light. All oh, he's like, "It ain't a suggestion, y'all." <laughs> I, I saw that. That was hilarious. Oh my god, it's so funny, dude! I was like, "Really? Yeah. Come on, man!" <laughs> it's almost like watching yeah. Vacation when they drive through St. Louis. <laughs> Don't stop! Don't yeah. stop! <laughs> Nobody stop! Gunshot! We had a Roll them up. It was awesome because it was back down at the uh, convention center. Yeah, and uh, so the last were- couple times they had it when it was Wizard World, it was actually in the convention center part. This was actually yeah. down on the football field in the dome. Yeah. On the floor of the dome, which is really cool. That's yeah. really cool of them to do that. But my point being, what else is going on there? Yeah. <laughs> there ain't nothing else going, so might as well, right? No, monster trucks once a year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And maybe we'll get our XFL team back. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on wood for that one, hoping that happens. That'll be fun. Yeah. So I think I might actually try to go this time around, because it looked like such a fun environment to go to. Yeah, I really want to, too, especially if they do the uh, beer cup snake again. Did What's you that? see They... Uh, I... Th- I don't think it was a Battlehawks game. I think it was in Washington, but they mm-hmm. they started down at the like front row behind uh, one of the field goals, and they started stacking up the beer cups, and it ran okay. all all the way up that whole section. Oh wow! <laughs> You'll have to look it up. It was amazing. Oh, I, I, there, really? A couple hundred cups got stacked. Oh my god! Well, it, well, it depends on how much you're charging for beer these days. Because do you see that thing that they posted about the PGA tournament or whatever it was? Uh, no event. The, yeah, for this it weekend. Was, I, no, it was last weekend. Okay. I think it was last weekend. In beer prices at the uh, event, it was eighteen dollars for a beer, a normal twelve ounce beer, eighteen bucks. I think is what it was. I think that's what they said is twelve ounce beer. I, but 
I can see that I can see that at a golf course because of the the people that would be there would be willing to pay it more than your average person at a baseball game or a football game. It was it was it was Mick Ultra. I'm like, that's not even a beer. (laughs) That's not beer. An eighteen dollar water. And it's six six dollars for a bottle of water. Yeah, six bucks for a bottle of water. Wow. Just just couldn't believe the prices on that so yeah as long, i'm hoping it's an alter it's an alternative for affordable family entertainment that's what i'm always on the lookout for gotta find some affordable family entertainment because these other sporting events just that, that that ain't it i'll tell you that yeah that the but, professional high level stuff yeah you can't afford yeah. to take your family to yeah but no uh luckily you, you were able to get us some press passes yes. to get us in the door and uh you brought your kids with us and um I guess it was their first con, I think. Is that correct? It's the first one they were old enough to like truly understand it. Because they've gone the first couple years it was Wizard World there. Mm-hmm. And like I think Will was in a wheelchair or in a um, a stroller and uh yeah. Mad- Madeline went dressed as Supergirl. Oh nice. So okay. but it, they loved it then because they got all the attention. People wanted pictures with them, other people dressed up. Yeah. This was a different experience because they actually could appreciate everything that was there. Not just the people in costumes, but like Madeline got uh, Peter Tosami to sign a comic. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they had an agenda of stuff they were looking for. Yep. We'll, we'll got to haggle with a couple uh, of the vendors. Yeah, was fun to watch. That was awesome. I was like, there you go. Yep, never, never pay full price at the table. Never. <laughs> uh, that's what I told him. I said, go up and just ask for it at five bucks cheaper. Cause and and the, him the being thing, a kid. The thing was with so many vendors there, he could have very likely just found it a different vendor. Yeah. And just played vendors against each other because well, there were so many. And that was one of the first things I told him. I said, Let's walk through everything first, and you can see it all. You can find the lower pri- lowest price on what you want, and then you can bargain with them once you find the lowest price and what you want exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, um, no, it had been a while since I've been, and it was it was great. I enjoyed myself so much. It was such a great time. But I, I think I think you and I back in the day probably could, like I said, I think I told you the same thing. We probably could have shut that place down back oh, in yeah. the day and just kept enjoying things and finding stuff to do. Yeah, but I think you and I we put in probably like a good what five six hours there, and I think I was pretty done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at that point. and five to six hours seems to be my limit per day. Um, yeah, I probably would have been different if we would have gone and sat down in panels and watched things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wasn't really prepared to do that. That's something mm-hmm. I think next year when they come back, we're definitely going to do though, because yeah. Mal- Malin got pretty upset that she didn't get to go see the Smallville panel. Yeah, I would have. I would have loved to see that too. Yeah. I thought that would be really cool to see. But yeah, maybe next year. They're 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 big. They're big time on the circuit now. Yes, so I'm thinking it wouldn't be the last time. But that was the one part that's. It's always fascinating to me um, in regards to seeing you know the Hollywood talent or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And uh, how it, back in the day it was like, oh my god, look who it is, and now I'm just like, eh, okay, that's kind of cool. It, it doesn't it it doesn't do anything for me, you know. Yeah. What I would I like to seen um, Kevin Smith, you know, do his podcasting live? Yeah, of course. Just because he's an entertainer, though. Yes. He, it's not just because he goes up there and like, oh, look at me, and I, I'll sign an autograph and get a picture with me. No, he'll he'll actually sit there and talk and entertain. Versus everyone else that's there. I mean, Michael Rosenbaum would if he did his podcast there, but I don't think he was doing that. I think he was just yeah, I don't think so. But um, otherwise, everyone else that's there, it's eh, it's cool. It's, yeah, it's cool to see you, but it's not. 
you're not going to knock my socks off anymore. I'm at that age <laughs> where yeah. I'm like, nah, that's not what I'm there for, to be honest with you. Kind of cool to see it, but yeah. Yeah. And it was fun to walk through where all the celebrities were and be like, oh, look, there's there's Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore. The, yeah, exactly. The kids appreciated that. Um, <laughs> but every time I went by, Kevin Smith wasn't there. He was probably yeah. the hardest guy to get. Yeah. Well, I think they kept him behind the curtain kind of thing. They, they did, areas but there wasn't even crazy. lines. There wasn't even lines when we went by him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that 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 part was kind of cool. Um, the only, they had a ton of voice actors. That was kind of really cool to me to see a lot of the voice actors there. Yeah. Um, uh, and seeing Nolan North, seeing him was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but not actually going and talk to him because that's, I don't think that's something that you and I have ever done. Have you ever actually paid for the line to go get an autograph and a picture with anybody? Um, I did back in the Chicago days, like 20, 25 years ago when we'd go. Um, okay. Like I, I got Jeremy Bullock who played Boba Fett. Okay. But I think I think I paid twenty bucks for that. Yeah. And and now it, I don't even know what it costs nowadays to be honest with you. Uh, most <laughs> most of the beginning ones are like forty bucks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> yeah. So like if you wanted a Kevin Smith autograph, I think it was eighty to a hundred and then you have to pay extra to get a photo with him. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, this is another income stream for them, so more power to them. I'm oh, not yeah. going to begrudge anybody, and you know, some people, especially for the voice actors that like people don't recognize. This mm-hmm. is a chance for them, like, for for people to see them and talk to them and hang out with them, um, yep. and then people that aren't really doing much anymore, like Lou Ferrigno's big on these circuits. Uh, yep. What else is he doing right now? So. And it's like Michael. When every time Michael Rooker goes, I'm like, God, he, his income stream. This must be like a big, big piece of it, to be honest. Oh with, yeah, he's at every single one. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and a lot of these at the fan expos do all of them. So yeah. like, they're every two or three weeks, they're in a different city doing another con. Yeah, and they can do it for a really long time. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not, not, not going to go away. That's for sure. So, so I did have one gripe, and for a what used to be called a comic book convention there wasn't a lot of comic books thank you i I was actually just about to bring that up because there just wasn't any there was there was a grading there was a grading station don't know if you saw saw that one around they had a place to get your books graded and there were um there was one the one you pointed out that was doing the trades yeah big time you had a big shop of trades basically and then there was another booth that had some floppies that yeah. were kind of cheap floppies, and, and they all, but they also had a, a a booth that um, it was all stuff that was in plastic, uh, not pl- about talking right. about the hard, um, like what I want to call slabbed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, graded stuff. And those books, I, so like they had a short box full of it, and they said like in this bo- in the short box, every book in this box is like forty to a hundred bucks. So I was like, good God! Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's cool that it's available. Sure. I just can't imagine a lot of guys going to that, that show saying, yeah, I'm here to buy hundred dollars books, you know, a bunch of them. You know what I mean? I don't think at a show like this, but I, I, I continually compare this to Kansas city. Cause I've been to that the lat twice in the last year. Yeah. Kansas city had a lot more comic book vendors, um, yep. just boxes of floppies, a lot of graded stuff. And then a lot of places with trades. So mm-hmm. like, the the one that was there that had the trades, they were in Kansas City, um, and I bought from them the last two times I was there. So, okay. um, yeah. I, I I miss that aspect more. of it going like 
sitting at a booth for 20 minutes just digging through a box to see what I can find. Um, and I really wish they could get vendors to do that. I just don't know. I don't know if it's them or if it's they don't want to come to St. Louis. That or I don't. I wonder how much of a cut they take. You know, or do they have to buy into their their space? They buy how into much the space. See, and I'm curious how much it costs to buy into your space. Because I was even wondering, like, a group of podcasters getting together for a weekend and mm-hmm. splitting the cost and doing like live streams from the con. Mm-hmm. But I I would imagine you'd have to spend a couple hundred bucks to do that. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, it's a matter of you'd think of it as an advertising source, though, if anyone stops by. But I mean, there was I, I know what you're talking about. There was I think it was called Front Row Podcast was the one that was there. But it didn't really move me to go check out their podcast or anything like right. that. Right. Um, so you, it's a big gamble to see if you can actually get any traction with it if you're go- going to do that. Yeah. But um, I am. I don't. Know. I'm going to be more prepared next year. When I went to the last one with a press pass, I was able to interview Napoleon Dynamite for a couple minutes because he mm-hmm. didn't have a line, um, and I had I had equipment with me that I could do a mobile and, gotcha. and record it. And I wasn't ready for that this year. So, yeah. and especially with my kids being older at this point, I think it'd be a lot easier for me to pull that off. And then I'd have Madeline there to take pictures for me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that was, it was awesome. It, it was awesome as far as um, seeing the kids enjoy it. I thought that yeah. was really cool. Awesome. You know, just their eyes light up. Oh my God, there's so much here to absorb. Cause there, there's something there for everybody. Even if you weren't there looking for comic books, you had your Harry Potter tables. And if you weren't yep. there for your Harry Potter stuff, you were there for your prints. My God, so many different artists there that do, you know, their original artwork and yep. they can sell you prints. Um, uh, th- th- now, you say there wasn't a lot of vendors there for buying, you know, mainstream comics, but there actually were quite a few, um, I, I, I'm guessing, self, uh, self-promoted self and self-published uh, uh, yeah. uh, crews there. The, the Artist um, Alley type stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But even so it was cool to see that back. Even and, compared to Kansas City, there was a lot more of that type of stuff there. But no Kansas City's been around for twenty or thirty years now, so they've been able to build up a big following for it. Yeah. I think there was quite a big crowd for us, though, man. The the St. Louis one was no joke. I thought the crowd was pretty significant. Yeah, you know? it was pretty big. Okay. But com- I'm, just, com- I'm thinking in comparison to what you were dealing with. Yeah. There in so City, in Kansas so. City, the show was probably twice as big, and oh, probably wow. twice as many people. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Saturday was really crowded there. Yeah. But apparently, it wasn't well, as big as it had been pre-COVID. Yeah. Well, the guy I talked to, one of the artists I talked to, was talking about. You know, he asked me if I was there Friday, and I was like, no, I didn't come down the day before or anything like that. And he's just like, yeah, it was dead. I was like, ooh, that's not good. Never good when it's dead. So that makes you question whether or not they'll do a three-day pass event next time, or maybe they'll just cut down to Saturday and Sunday. Well, I think just the general thing is for them to do three days, and with Fan Expo doing it for the first year, they'll probably adjust. I don't think they'll take away that first day, but they might try to do more incentives to get people to come. Yeah. So maybe next year we go down for the first day and try to do interviews and pictures and then go Saturday. Yeah, but Saturday is the day to go for the fan or the uh, the yeah. fan interaction. You know, talking yeah. with other fans over there. Um, that was the best part. That, the cosplayers are always so fun to me because I just I, I I enjoy the art craft. I, I I enjoy the fact that they put in so much time and effort. It's just fun. It's, it's the fun to point out. You know, who's who and seeing what. Like you you made the point 
there's no moon nights, you know, and so you spend the rest of the con going, well, there gotta be, there's gotta be one moon night here. Let's yeah. keep, let's see if I can see my out for it. Which we saw right before we left, but we didn't get a picture of. I, oh, you did? I didn't even see it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see a moon night. Well, I'm pretty sure okay. they had their back towards us and they didn't okay. turn around, but I was watching. I think it was a Mr. Night costume. Got you. So, um, as far as the con, give me, um, your most, your, the thing that you were impressed the most by, your most favorite thing, and then your uh, most negative thing that you take away from it. All right. Um, my favorite thing was the cosplay. Just seeing the yeah. different costumes, um, just how creative people can be in making those. The, you pointed it out in your article, the, the toothless one. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. And Incredible. just here and talking to him about it was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Downside, like I said, it, the lack of comic vendors. I, I really, was hoping I could go in there and do some digging and find $5 trades or even cheaper than that. So the, those were the two, the, the plus and the minus. What about you? Uh, the interaction, but the plus on mine is, is definitely the interaction amongst the fans and also the creators. Um, Cause it's just that one-on-one -on -one opportunity you don't get. And it's just a, uh, you're amongst your peers in the, in a sense where you're like, Hey, we all love this stuff. This is what we really love. And uh, yeah, and to that point, I mean, there were people that were in costumes that if you saw them outside of a con, you they probably would have gotten made fun of. But they're of there, and it's like a safe space almost, and anyone can be yeah. whoever they want there. Yeah, and even if it makes you personally uncomfortable to see something kind of really odd, you go, "Eh, where are the con? It's what's supposed to be." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. More, so, more I mean, power to them for doing it. That to happen there. So yeah, yeah, yeah more power and to them for trying. And then my my my, neg my most negative thing I think I'll, I'll um, reiterate what you said was the lack of deals for comics. Where when I'm going to a con, I'm looking for vendors that are trying to offload a lot of product, yeah. and you're that you you paid your price of admission to get the good deal, and something that you hey I don't want to buy from Amazon, I don't want to buy from eBay, yeah. I want to support small shops and small businesses. But in order for me to do that, you've got to make it worth my while. You got to make yeah. it worth it to me. You know, even if you can't beat them on price point, beat them on volume going, hey, I can't beat what they're doing as far as, you know, hey, you can buy this book from Amazon for 15. But if you buy three from me, buy three books from me and I'll give you a discount, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yep. And bundle or, or package a certain way to give me the incentive to want to support a small business, which is I'd rather do that than yeah. give my money to Amazon. Right. Just to help yep. out a shop. But it just like you said, it was non-existent. It really wasn't. I did not, it, it, from a toy standpoint, from a comic standpoint, there just didn't seem to be a lot of really good deals. I know Will was able to get a couple toys a little bit off, yeah. but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if you did it afterwards as far as homework goes to see if you could have found it cheaper anywhere else. I don't know if you bothered to do that, but still. Uh, so the Transformer he bought was on his eBay wish list that we sent out for Christmas and his birthday, and okay. it was twice the price. Oh, on the, oh, it was twice on eBay? Or not eBay, on uh, Amazon. Oh, okay. But it so was, he, it was he from did, a vendor. He ended up getting a really good deal then, is what he Yeah, got. he did. And Great. I think See, he did on the Star Wars figure, about. too. The Star Wars figure, you can't even find most places, so... Yeah. Which, that's... The thing I lo really loved about the con was the exclusives. Yes. I really liked those exclusives. That was really cool. Um, I'm still kicking myself about that Wayne and Garth one. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted that pop, man. That was really cool. Yeah, and, uh, and Madeline bought that uh, the Son of Superman book for $30 with the, the exclusive cover. Yeah. 1500 of them made. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And who, who wrote it? Did, did you did you pop it open and see who wrote that? Um, 
I want to. I don't remember who it is now. Okay. Dang it! It'd just be interesting if, if she were to get it signed. You know. Yeah. Does that even you know? I put that on a slab. Maybe you know, slab that book and yeah. then get it graded. And if you get a signature, does it push it up in value? And I, I know that's not what she's getting no. it for, but it's it's the experience of doing all those things to go look what I did to this one little product that's now really unique. Is yeah. what I'm trying to get. At. I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure it's to Tom King. It. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah. but um, yeah, it's good. It, it'll get more. I think uh, I'm hoping I can get uh, maybe my kids to go next time. Yeah, it, I think they would enjoy the cosplay if anything, just to see all that stuff. It's just not their world. They don't they don't get blown away by this stuff. They're not collectors of any kind of anything except M collects Funkos, yeah. and like you had to deal with your 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 littlest one. It's a matter of slow down. You're gonna be overwhelmed by everything. You're gonna want everything, yeah. <laughs> and you just can't get everything. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, one thing we did see there was a lot of Doctor Strange costumes, tons. And but then can you, remember, can you remember your favorite one though? I have a one in very specific one I love the most. The one that was holding the dark hold and had the dark fingers from holding it. Oh, you liked her? Okay, I did like. See that. me, I have I I enjoyed the uh, algamation of oh. Doctor Strange and Miles Morales, me, you know, merged into one. I thought that was incredible. Yeah. It was so cool to see that. So yeah, really cool. There's pictures of both of them on the website. Um, oh, they're okay. Yeah. awesome. But I, in my head, I dubbed that one Miles Morales Sorcerer Supreme. Nice. <laughs> so nice. Look at you. You're a professional. What you're doing? You're, you're segueing into Doctor Strange. You want to? You want to jump into it? Sure. I took notes from Toner on segways. So. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> See me? I go, all right, I'm done talking about that. Let's talk about this now. <laughs> yeah. But, so, um, yeah. Yeah, so we're a little behind. We're a little behind the, uh, you know, as far as when we're getting it out, as far as our thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you give yours first because I think you, you'll probably be a little bit more poetic the way you're going to say it versus what I'll say about it. So you, 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 you the floor is yours. So I liked the movie, but it didn't blow me away. I walked out with the same feeling I had with Black Widow where I was like, I enjoyed it. It was a good two hours, two, 210, whatever it was. But I wasn't just bowled over by it. So like when I left Infinity War, Endgame, I, it was No Way Home, I was like, that might have been one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm just like, that, that was fun. Um, there there were things I liked a lot in it. There were things I was just like, okay, I can, I can see why they did it. Not necessarily what I would have done. I love seeing the Sam Raimi aspect, the the corny horror aspect of it, which is something we hadn't seen in Marvel. Um, overall, I'd probably get, this is middle of the pack for a Marvel movie, which is still a good movie, but I just. It's not one that if it came on, I would be like, "Oh, I'm sucked in. I'm gonna have to watch the rest of it." Because, well, if do you ever do rewatches of the first Doctor Strange? Is that something that you you watch? You know, just go, "Hey, you know what? I'm in the mood for. I'm gonna go watch that first Doctor Strange movie." No, I've I've seen it a few times because um, we've done rewatches of the whole thing once or twice. Um, I thought it was better than the original Doctor Strange, but I think it was more for the non Doctor Strange stuff. Okay. Seeing seeing the Illuminati, um, trying to figure out which universe we're in, seeing uh, Bruce Campbell sell pizza pops. Yep. 
or pizza so, balls. Yeah, because <laughs> Papa Pizza wasn't that his name? Yes. Papa Pizza or something like that. Okay, yeah. So, um, I'm glad. Actually, you know, I, I'm glad you and I don't ever review things right away because mm-hmm. I like to stew on them for a little bit and really go back and think and uh, think of whether or not I need another have another watch of it to really appreciate it. Or I need to watch it again because that's how much I enjoyed it, and I don't want I want to really soak it all in. Yeah, because if we if we would have talked about it right after seeing it, I would have been like, "Oh, this was a really good movie." But that would be recency bias. And once I get there mm-hmm. thinking about it, like the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, "Yeah, this really wasn't this wasn't my favorite." No, um, because my my review of it, it's meh, meh. It's it's a movie, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very, very average Marvel movie. I put it in the echelon of uh, Eternals where yeah. Yeah. there were aspects of Eternals that I liked, but it's not my favorite. Eternals is probably one I probably will never watch again. I don't, don't need to. I don't think there's any continuity to it that I really need to go back and revisit to really enjoy the universe as a whole. And I kind of lumped that in there with this one. Um, so th- there's cool. No, go ahead. I was going to say, that's kind of how Dark World is. But then if you think about it, what they did in Endgame kind of makes Dark World a little more more important because of what they added to it. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't rule out not watching one of these movies again because something down the line is probably going to pop up and you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to have to go back. It's just a matter of... I don't know. I, I just don't think I'd sit down and want to watch it for enjoyment. It wouldn't yeah. be for enjoyment. It would be for homework to try to enjoy something else down the line. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I, I come up with the difference there. And it's – there's aspects to it I liked. There's aspects to it I don't. Like America Chavez, people were just glowing about her. And I was like, she was okay. I, I, there's nothing that she did that upset me or that, that blew me away either. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's okay. You know, um, I, I think it's with her, it's more the potential what we could have down the line. Yeah. Because I really liked her in the movie. I don't know a lot about her. So it made me mm-hmm. it made me curious enough that I might go try to find other stuff she's been in than Young Avengers. Yeah. And then a, uh, a review I heard just the other day, actually, on it. And I, this, I mean, of course, it's on YouTube when you watch a review. They're doing it like day after, right? Or yeah. Day of when they see it. But uh, this reviewer actually let he did the same thing. He let the movie sit with him for a little bit, and he made some really good points. That I'm like, you know what? I think you and I are on the same exact page. Um, that the Illuminati was your clap moment, where the whole audience is like, because <gasps> we get you know yep. the Xavier, you know, we get the Xavier reveal with him in the gold wheelchair, the gold. You know that, that matches with the. the it nice, was your you know, Andrew. Look into the cartoon. It was your Andrew and Garfield, to, Toby Maguire moment. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, you know, we all wanted to see, you know, Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. That was amazing to see. Yeah. But did that? And the, the thing I'll take away from the other viewer was that he goes, "Did this cheapen what we were wait what we need down the line? Because we don't get that big reveal with Mr. Fantastic in his own movie. Right. And we don't get to see Professor X in the gold wheelchair in his first MCU movie, you know? Which, and so, which, by was the it way, worth it? That, that was the, the, doc, or the Professor X wheelchair thing. Was that 
what I was talking about a few weeks ago, the thing from the mm. 90s that you would geek oh, out over. I, caught, I said it too. I did the theme. They played that theme for a second. They so did. I was like, I did it. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I just don't know if that cheapens it. I mean, at least we got the payoff from the what if with Captain Carter. That's a nice little payoff to saying that you spent your time watching but the what if cartoon. But I, I um, did wonder if that's the same Captain Carter, though. Because well, they never really, so it could yeah, be they, anybody, right? they never really um, said which Earth she came from in in that. So, yeah. but yeah. that that is one thing I was disappointed in is I was hoping for more payoff of what if, yeah. like when we the, yeah. the zombie Doctor Strange, I was hoping was from the do- zombie universe. They went there and had mm-hmm. to battle him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I wanted more from more of it to tie in. Yeah, I, I just don't know if that ten minute clap scene was worth it. You know, the ten minute it, what, it was introducing the Illuminati in this film. I, it's a question of it makes me question: Is Doctor Strange a strong enough character that they had to pull tricks like this in order to get fans hyped up about this character in this movie? Because I also go with the fact that you you kind of cheapened what happened in WandaVision a little bit by making her his main villain in this. And I'm like, well, Wanda's not really a villain in my book. She's just not. She's she's a tortured soul a little bit, you could say, I guess. But it also lends the question, does Doctor Strange have a strong enough background in the comic form with strong enough villains to say, okay, he deserves his own solo movies and his villains can carry the solo movie with him. And that this movie proves to me, no, he doesn't. And I'm not familiar enough with his comic to really say that. But if this is my example of what they're doing, you kind of had to pigeonhole Wanda into being that. And now the question is, what do you do with her character? Where do we go with her? Because now you had the temple smashed down on her, right? Yeah. And I'm sure, of course, we can write our way out of it. But is she now going to be the big bad, you know, for the whole MCU. Uh, you know. So as far Is that as really Wanda, you that character, right? I think, uh, so if you think back to Avengers disassembled in the comics, she mm-hmm. was the bad guy for the Avengers for that arc. And that was because of all the mentally bad things that happened to her over the years. Mm-hmm. I think where this misses with her is it felt rushed. Mm-hmm. If it was a more of a slow burn, even if they would have waited till halfway through the movie for her to turn, yeah. I think it would have played a lot better. Because the last thing I expected was, "Oh, I'm the I'm the bad guy." She yeah. says that almost right at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. And but she, she tries to make you sympathetic to her because of everything she's been through. Cause I mean, that's right. what WandaVision was to me. WandaVision was being sympathetic to a person that was grieving the loss of someone she loved. Right. Right. So uh, I, again, I just don't know if this movie cheapens everything that they achieved with that show. So I, I, I guess I still need to stew on a little bit. Yeah. And so the other, I, the other thing, it with, sounds like I'm tra- does it sound like I'm trashing the movie? Cause I, I'm trying not to, no, I don't think it's a bad movie. No. Cause there's things I can pull from it that I thought were amazing. Like the, um, the when they're falling through the multiverses when they go through the paint universe that yes. was really cool to see yes that. it was and then you have the music fight scene where yes. you have the two strangers fighting each other and they're using the notes to you know basically throw daggers at each other so, that was so original and so unique i was like that's really cool so the both of those things you just mentioned were things that aaron complained about okay. and so it made me 
hearing you say this, because I disagreed with her too. Mm-hmm. Is it something the general audience maybe wouldn't appreciate the same level as a comic book fan watching them go through the different multiverses and seeing the cartoon mm-hmm. one, or the the paint one, and mm-hmm. then seeing the music fight because it was a creative fight. And oh, so so different because yeah. I don't want to see the same thing over and over. Right. You know what I mean? So, so I want to see new things. Do those things miss because these? the general audience isn't comic book fans that knows the history and appreciates these different things we're seeing. Or they're not rewatching these movies over and over again, like we do yeah. and are so invested in it, which the comics help us be invested in it. I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question to ponder and, and ask, you know, if we would have other people on the podcast, they're not big time, you know, comic nerds yeah. to say, what were things that you pulled away from it and see if they actually didn't do it? Cause for me, like I said, the Illuminati, though, when you, when we see the Illuminati, what did did the general audience even know really why they should be hyped up about that because of how cool that was in the comics to see it? Yeah, um, I think to a degree um, because you see Peggy Carter back. I, I think the general audience could appreciate that, even if they might not understand why she's Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. The general audience probably knows Mister Fantastic from those horrible fran- Fantastic Four franchises that we've already had. Yeah, um, I think Black Bolt missed. Um, Mike. Although I will say his death was pretty awesome. That was no really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was very cool. Um, yeah. But no one knew who uh, Maria Rambeau was. No. And no. I said, "Well, that's Monica's mom that was in Captain Marvel." And they're like, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." I'm like, "Well." If you know that Monica is Captain Marvel for a while in the comic books before she has like 37 other names, um, mm-hmm. you, you appreciate it more. Yeah. But I, the while seeing the Illuminati was cool, they went out quick. Yeah, they did. They went out real quick. And I also, just being a commenter, I, I wanted my original Illuminati. They didn't have everybody in it that was supposed to be in it. They didn't have Iron Man. He wasn't there. So they there were... No, not Banner. Uh, it was... T'Challa, I thought T'Challa yes. was no uh, T'Challa, right? T'Challa was um, Namor. And Namor, yeah. yeah. See, we could have been introduced to Namor because I, I think they need to get him introduced in there at some point, right? Yeah. Well, I think, was T'Challa even part of it though? He was there for the first meeting, and didn't he walk out because he didn't agree with what they were doing? I think maybe you're right. I'm trying to remember here. So the original rumors for the movie was Tom Cruise was going to play Tony Stark, yeah, as the superior Iron Man. So more of a bad guy version, which would make sense, but apparently his schedule wouldn't work out with what when they were filming. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I heard was we might get we might have gotten Michael B. Jordan back as a Black Panther from this reality. That would have been so cool. That that was an early rumor, but nothing ever came yeah. of it. But there's still rumors that he might show up in um, the next Black Panther movie, and I don't know how they could possibly explain that. Hmm. Multiple multiverse, but that's the that's the that's the uh, when you start playing with the multiverse, man. I'm telling you, yeah. it's gonna it's it's your bailout is basically what it is. But no, um, it was Namor and Iron Man. Those were our two characters that should have been in it that weren't. But, but Doctor Strange was part of the Illuminati as yeah. well. He should have been up there with them. <laughs> so, but they they did explain that that their strange had used the dark hole and become corrupted yeah. by it, and Black Bolt yeah. blew his head off. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, yeah, no, um, 
So, I, like I said, I can. There's things I really enjoyed about it. I just, I don't know if Doctor Strange is a like Benedict Cumberbatch plays him wonderfully. I'm a huge fan of it. Yes, uh, of portrayal. Wong, I could watch Wong all day long. I think he's great. Yes. I mean, he's basically becoming the Coulson of the MCU is what I read recently. <laughs> he's going to start popping in. Almost I can, I can see that. Because, I mean, he showed up in Shang-Chi. Yeah. And so I just don't know if he needs his own solo movies. I just don't know. It, he's such a great character. And, and Cumberbatch is such a great actor. You want to get him in the MCU as much as you can. I, I'll, I'll take him as much as I can. Right. I just think he works better in the team up movies where he's not having to carry it because someone made the comment. There's a whole lot of, there isn't a whole lot of Dr. Strange in this Dr. Strange movie. <laughs> and I was like, I try to think back like, no, he's in it a lot, but I get, I get what you were trying to go with. Right. Uh, yeah. But you could technically say that about Steve Rogers in uh civil war. Cause yeah. there were so many other people in it too. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dr. Strange can pull off his own movies but I think they need to be a little less ambitious than they were with this one. Yeah, I get I get why they want to do the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you focus on, I thought the first one was fine with him battling um, Carcilius. Is that his name? Oh, Carcilius. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a big time villain, but it worked out perfect. And yeah. they were setting up something big with Baron Mordo. Yeah, which I don't even know if they're going to go back to it now because they jump to this big scale event maybe because they don't have an avenger movie to do something like that uh the question being are we building towards that are we building are we going to not see because like we said it took 10 years to get to the big you know yeah the big big movie are they going to take another 10 years to get to another big event like that which they which they could avengers movies what, so, th- which they really could, because they're setting up, they've set up multiverse now on three different properties with Loki, Spider-Man, and this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to go back into the multiverse, apparently, because of the post credit scene with Charlize Theron as Clea. Yeah. Which, were you familiar with her character before? A little bit. I'd okay. known I of her. Had, I had to look her up. I had no clue who she was supposed to be. <laughs> I, I was so. pretty sure who she was when we saw it, and I looked it up, and I know Clea. She's a love interest for Doctor Strange. Uh, she's Sorcerer Supreme at one point, I think, even in the comics. Um, mm-hmm. But it brings us back to Dormammu, because that's his daughter. I think I read that someplace. That really? She, okay. Yeah. All right. So and then the third eye. What what's the significance of the third eye and what we saw there at the post credit? I don't I don't follow. Like, is, is the Doctor Strange that's in our six one six universe really not our Doctor Strange? No, I think it's more. Even though Wanda destroyed the Darkhold, there's still something in him of it. Okay. Because I'm because the Doctor Strange from What If had the third eye and he was corrupted yeah. by the Darkhold trying to find Christine. See, yeah, see that's what I'm trying to figure out what's going on because like you said. Clea's supposed to be a love interest for Strange. And yeah. we'll, move on, we'll move on from Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Move on I, her, but and we'll so that was one thing that I read about this movie that I didn't necessarily pick up on, but the strangest story in it was trying to find his place to be happy. And everything they've shown is him still pining for Christine Palmer. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's still kind of pining for her. He goes through reality. He gets closure from the 838 Christine Palmer Mm-hmm. And now he's going to move on, and that was the significance of him fixing the watch at the end by hand yeah. instead of using magic to fix it. Was he's putting his life back together? 
Yeah, I get that. That's good. That's a good call. That yeah. makes total sense. So, I just uh, I don't I don't know where we're gonna go from here with with his character, but um, yeah, I, 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 again, where would, I haven't really ranked it with other Marvel movies, but I put it like I said, I put it at the tier of a you know Eternals movie toward, towards the bottom. It is towards the bottom for me, uh, but not bad. That doesn't mean bad. It yeah. just means meh. A, so, a towards the bottom Marvel movie is still higher than a lot of DC movies. Although I will say, what's up, Doctor Strange? Are y'all stealing a starfish guy from a <laughs> Starro from a <laughs> Suicide Squad? Uh, we needed our one-eyed monster of a fight. I like, I was like, that's a bit on the nose, guys. <laughs> well, he is an established multiverse character in Marvel Comics, um, yeah, but they I just know, couldn't still, use his like, name, whatever it was. I was like, but still, too soon. <laughs> we just had that in DC. <laughs> well, technically, Marvel beat him with it because it was in What If. Oh, it wasn't in, what if. In the but first, no, Suicide Squad still came out before that. Uh, uh, I, they're pretty close in the timeline. I think it was both last August. Well, I thought Suicide Squad came out the summer before. And I know I thought what if was more in the wasn't that in the spring no the fall time? I think they were both last summer. I don't remember. Suicide okay. Squad came out last August. I know that. But again, I again I watch it way after everybody, so yeah, yeah I guess maybe it could have been that case, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, because in the first episode, when Sharon Carter gets pulled into the portal, that thing grabs her and pulls her in. Oh, that would, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and I guess the, the biggest thing, I, I guess the last question is, do you think Krasinski could pull off Mr. Fantastic? Were you okay with his performance? I was okay with it in the little bit we got. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if he did. I don't think they gave him enough to really sway me one way or the other. I think he's a good enough actor that he can pull it off no matter what. And I think with Mark Webb leaving Fantastic Four and they have a director mm -hmm. opening, I have a feeling they're going to be like, look, you can star in it and you can direct it. Oh, wow. That'd be really cool. That'd be super and, cool. And that might be their way to get Emily Blunt in as Invisible Woman. That would be, there you go. Get the fans what they want that way, right? Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, only other, uh, I want to move off of this real quick, yeah. um, but keep on Marvel for a second. The She-Hawk trailer. What do you think of that? I loved it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm on the opposite. I was not impressed at all. I'm like, eh. <laughs> it just didn't do anything for me, man. So it really didn't. I think they're going to go for the Peter David She-Hawk of like the 90s, where it was okay. a lot more lighthearted. Okay. Um, she was... She was Deadpool before Deadpool, where she would break the fourth wall and talk to you in the okay. comics. So I think we might... I don't know if we'll get necessarily that, but it's going to be a lot more lighthearted. I, the effects... Her, the way she looked wasn't the greatest, but I think they'll probably f fix that up a little bit, especially if... I, I think you'll get a cleaned up version for sure yeah. before it actually gets released. You'll get your Sonic the Hedgehog treatment on her. Yeah, right. And I'm... I'm I think you'll know what was most disappointing to me, but I guess they're saving it for me for when I actually watch the show itself. But they could have teased it for me. Yeah, um, I needed a little bit. I needed it just just a, a little taste. It would have made me like the trailer so much more. Yeah. It, I, did, I was watching the trailer the whole time waiting for that. That's all I wanted from it, and I didn't get it. So maybe that's why I'm biased on it and saying I don't like this because it didn't have what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was happy we got to see Tim Roth as um, yeah. Emil Blonsky again. You got to, you see Hulk, you see a brief clip of Titania, which is going to be like her arch nemesis, I think. So it gave us just hints of what's going to be there. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm excited for it. 
Okay. I I think it looks less of a train wreck than Miss Marvel right now. Because oh, I'd say I haven't watched anything from Miss Marvel. To be, I, well, no, I guess I did see the trailer. I, I just don't maybe I remember it very much. I I'm just not excited for either one of these properties. To be honest with you, I'm just not hyped for them. That I was really excited for Miss Marvel when they announced it. She's a really cool character, but the way they seem they're doing it, they're changing a lot. She's not gonna. I don't think she's an Inhuman. Mm-hmm. She's got the quantum bands that Quasar had okay. as the source of her power. But I think they're trying to do that to tie her more to Captain Marvel. Okay. Rather than yeah, just being well, a fan That makes of sense. Her. Yeah, that way. Yeah. So, just, eh, we'll see. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll see when it comes out. It's not like I'm not going to watch. I always watch. I watch all of them. I just don't watch it in the same timeline that everybody else does. Because um, I'm ready to dive into Moon Knight. Okay. I, I've got through. I, we'll go over homework here just a, in a minute here. But I, I've got myself set up to where. I think I knocked off, knocked out enough stuff to where I can start that now. And I okay. think about six episodes for Moon Knight. Yeah. And where does that, since you watched all of it, I'm assuming at this point, correct? Yeah. And where do you rank that show amongst all of the Marvel shows now? Probably, well, definitely after Hawkeye. Okay. I think I liked Loki and WandaVision better with the initial views. Okay. Um WandaVision. But you said I think you were saying didn't you say WandaVision isn't holding up or something like that? Yeah, I didn't think I didn't feel like the first few episodes held up when they actually dealt with what was going on rather than doing the sitcom stuff. It was much better. Okay. Um, I thought I thought it was better than Falcon and Winter Soldier and What If. I feel like I'm missing one still though. I, so it's it's middle of the pack. Okay. Middle, that, okay, that, but still worth my, still worth my time to watch it. Yes, there's a lot of very cool stuff in it. Um, and will they man, will they try to link him into the main universe? I think they or will somehow. They? I, I I don't know how they will. Okay, is there any main established? Is there any established characters that pop up in the show? Nope. Nope. Okay. Let's see. All right. Well, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm ready for it. I just gotta actually push the play button on it. Yeah. But, um, do you have any home, do you have any homework that you want to share? Um. Only thing is, I watched the Kids in the Hall, their new TV show on Amazon Prime. Do you know? Oh, they have a new show. Okay. Well, how was that? I loved it. Um. Is it, would, is, it is is Dave Foley involved with this one? Yes, it's the original five. Original. Okay. Great. Yeah. So, um, they bring back a lot of their old characters. Okay. So like the guy squishing the head is back for an up for a skit. <laughs> um, I, I I just it felt like the same show just twenty years later, thirty years, years later, later. Okay. however however long it's been now. Um, okay. A lot of fun, totally worth it. Eight episodes, half an hour piece. Oh, easy to get through. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm I'm gonna let you know run off right off the bat. I'm gonna put Moon Knight on on the front on the front yeah. burner. If I ever get to that one, I would. But um, so is that is that all all the homework you got? Uh, that's the only thing off the top of my head. Um, I'll, I'll save whatever else for next week. Okay, cool. Um, I do actually have a little bit here. Uh, let me go through. Um, I'll, I'll go through this stuff real quick on the stand. I, I watched a bunch of stand-up specials mm-hmm. just because they're easier to listen to. It's more like listening to a podcast versus watching. I don't have to really yeah. see anything, so it's playing in the background. Um, Tom Segura. I don't know if you're a fan of his at all. Uh, hit or miss. He's his four specials on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Incredible! <laughs> I, okay. I'm a big fan now. I'd never watched anything of his before. Yeah, uh, I've seen him on Brogan and podcasts. You know, yeah. popping up. He does along with Burt Kreischer. Yeah, I never actually stopped to watch his stand-up specials, and they are 
hilarious. They, he he is, his delivery is fantastic. I really really enjoy his his stand up. So he'd be one I he 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 gets the um, if you ever came in town would he get your money? Yeah, I'd go see him live kind of okay. thing. Um, I rewatched Burt Kreischer's uh, Big Boy uh, special on Netflix, and that one it was a rewatch, so it was great. Yeah. Um, Are you excited about his movie coming out, The Machine? No, 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 no. Because I don't think he needs him. I don't want him to have a. I, I want him to stick with podcasts and stand up. Because yeah. <laughs> the machine is. I'm going to guess they, they've somehow turned his life into a movie, and they're doing the Russian, the with him going to Russia and everything. Yeah, I, I don't know the details of it, but I've heard about it. It sounds entertaining. The, I, the, the story never gets old, and I prefer. I just prefer him telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I, I get why they do it. He needs to capitalize on anything he can to make oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I watched Nate Bergazzi's. He did it's two and a half specials on yeah. Netflix. Uh, he's great. Really, really funny. Very Midwestern and down to earth kind of stuff that he talk about. That he talks about. So very relatable. Um, so I, I recommend an order. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot Taylor Tomlin. I don't know if you know her. She's um she's been on Conan I think before back in the day. Yeah. She uh. She's a good stand-up comic, and she really hits on mental uh, mental health a lot. Yeah, because uh, she she struggles with it, and uh, it was interesting, you know. But I'd seen her bits on Facebook and YouTube, like I seen them spread out, yeah. and, and the special puts them all together, and it was okay. It was it was okay. Yeah. Um, the Segura stuff is what really impressed me the most, though. Oh, the specials. And then as far as movies and TV shows, I watched the Mythic Quest. I watched the episode that focuses on C.W. Longbottom, yes. <laughs> his origin story. I think that's the episode that you talk about that kind of just pops up in the middle of the show to kind of like. Yeah. It's that it's that episode. I think yeah. you'll know what I mean when I say it that way. Yes. Um, it, it was good, uh, that one. And then I, I made it all the way through Severance, yes. which is Apple TV's hot show right now. Yeah. I'm gonna make you watch it so you have to experience what I did. I, I've watched it. I've watched it. The whole thing? Yeah. Oh, you have watched the whole thing. I didn't know you went through the whole thing. Yeah, I was ahead of you. I finished uh last week, I think. Oh my god, if we just finished this weekend. <laughs> I think it was either or it might have been Monday. Can't remember. But uh holy hell. I'm like, you did not just this should have been a mini series. Don't make me wait for another season of well, this. I know because they you don't get a conclusion to the story. No, no, not at all. You don't get anywhere near a conclusion, and you're still going. Even at the end, I'm still going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I can't figure this show out. It's driving me crazy. I can't figure it out. What does the company so, do? Yeah, I know. Exactly. So it's just one of those shows that you're watching it, not because you like it. You're watching it because you want to solve the mystery and figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> so yeah, like, and they oh. do. They did a really good job of a slow burn of revealing that there's something yeah. shady going on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the, all the actors in it do really well. Yeah. Uh, John Turturro, he's he knocks it out of the park. And I find it funny. I go, there's one character in there, and I go, that's the hot dog vendor from Spider-Man, dude. <laughs> that's who that guy is. <laughs> that's why I remember. What do you recognize that guy? I'm like, hot dog vendor, man. <laughs> and so the crazy thing about this is it's from Ben Stiller, and you would expect no. more comedy in it being a Ben no, Stiller thing. Nothing but that, no, he the, the the hot dog vendor guy. He gives you your levity every now and then. He does, then, yes. But for the most part, nothing funny in that show no. at all. And although the dance sequence was kind of weird and funny, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's before he turned into vampire guy, kind of a little bit. <laughs> and what's up with Christopher Walken? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, Dad. 
All right, we're still going. All right. Um, and then let's see. I watched one, two, three, four. Okay, hold on. Here, I'll be up in like ten minutes. Okay. Why? I'll be up. Go. Be up. All right. So old. M Night Shyamalan's old. I have I've not watched it. Uh, you haven't watched it. Kaylee I thought you said Aaron watched it, it though. Didn't yeah, she? They, yeah, they did. Okay. Um, I can't tell you if it's worth your time or not. I really can't. I won't say it's good. And I won't say it's bad. It's just a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it really is just a movie. Which is um, a shame because that's kind of what we expect on an M Night at these point. At this point, I I just don't know what point he's trying to get across with this one, except for enjoy life and don't let it pass you by, kind of thing. Kind of is that the message he's trying to always get across? Because I wanted my M Night twist, right? Yeah. I'm not really getting a twist from this thing. The whole movie was supposed to be a twist, I guess, with yeah. how weird of a premise it was, but eh, okay. And then um, this is, I'll do this one. Next. A Deep Water. Have you heard of Deep Water? I've heard of it. It's on Hulu. It's with Affleck. Yeah. This movie should have been way better than what it was. And it's not. I want it to be really good. It was actually directed by the same guy. He does erotic thrillers, but there's no, like, this is not pornography by any means. This thing yeah. is very tame for a movie, to be honest with you. But he did Unfaithful. He did, um, I think he did Fatal Attraction. Okay. He, he, this is his his niche, what yeah. he does as a director. And it should have been really good because Ben Affleck is actually really good in it. Yeah. And, you know, Affleck can be so hit or miss. I always root for the guy, though. Yeah. So I always think he, he could, he can always be really great. And he was really good in this. Because he the was... Story's just really he was the bomb in Phantoms. Of course. But it, this movie should have been better than what it was. That's all I can say about it. And I wanted it to be good. And it just didn't end that way. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, but I want you to watch it. I think you'd actually enjoy it. Okay. And I think it's a good discussion piece. Except for the fact that we'll sit there and go, what was the point of all of it? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm running into that with a lot of, again, with Old and Severance and Deep Water. I'm like, what are you trying to tell us? Yeah. <laughs> tell me what you want us to know. Um, and then uh, I watched a movie called Fresh. Did you hear this one? Is this like the 1992 gang movie? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Then uh, I don't, I don't think Sebastian, so. Sebastian Stan. So Winter Soldier was in a movie. And if I say anything about it, I think it might spoil it. Okay. And it's a good, uh, it's, a, it's, it's good. I liked it. It's not great, but good. Um, it takes a little bit of a twist that you weren't maybe expecting. And it just ended kind of abruptly. And okay. that's all I'll give you on that one. The, yeah. the ending wasn't very strong. It was an abrupt ending, but the whole buildup the whole time was pretty good. He's and he's fantastic in it. It's one of his better roles I've ever seen him in. Okay. He did great. And then last two. Um, I'll give you the good one, and then I'll give you the bad one. We'll end on that. Okay. Um, Pig. We've been talking about Pig for yes, a long time. I have not seen it yet. I have about a half hour left of it. I couldn't get it done before we were going to talk tonight. Yeah. So, um, Nick Cage is actually really good in it. That's I'm what I've really heard. enjoyed his performance. Think John Wick, but replace the dog with a pig, sort of. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. But he's not even John Wick. He doesn't have the John Wick assassination skills or whatever you want to say. Yeah. He's but Nick Cage is just he's he's, he's a big presence on the screen, but not over the top. He's okay. really it's a subdued Nick Cage, but he's great in it. I think he should really lean into this kind of role. Yeah, where he's the older guy on screen now, 
because he is the older guy on screen. I hope he kind of leans into this for more future roles. Yeah, um, he did such a great job. So, so I'm, I'm okay for the kids to see, like no nudity or anything like that. I I'd have to finish it. Okay, but I don't th- I don't think they like it. It's not okay. really for the kids, to be honest with okay. you. It's not John Wick, dude. This okay. is not John. I'm, I'm trying to find a comparison for it, and it's not that. Um, but they won't even like it, to okay. be honest with you. I mean, you could watch it and maybe just prove me wrong. Go, oh, no, my kids would love that. If they like these movies. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, then me and your kids need to start watching some movies as my, well. My kids okay. are a little twisted, so. Okay, yeah. So it's, this thing's not twisted. It's not twisted yeah. at all. It's just not – I don't know what they would enjoy about it. Um, okay. But eh, you can you, you, you give it a watch. You, I mean, you've been talking about it, You're going to watch it. I'm giving yeah, you the, yeah, thumbs up, give it a watch. And then the other movie I didn't finish because I didn't finish this one either was Matrix Resurrection. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did we, you watch it? We yeah we watched it the weekend it came out. Then you went to the theater. No, we didn't. We watched on HBO Max. Okay, so you stayed home. So good. I'm glad you stayed home for it. Yeah, because <laughs> after the after two and three, they had their moments, but I, I just didn't have high hopes for it. No. God, this thing is a train wreck from the beginning, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is. A, it is not a good movie, and I have an hour left, and I'm an hour and a half into the movie, Jay. Yeah. This is a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and it doesn't end. It just doesn't ever end. So I, I like Neil Patrick Harris, but him as the bad guy just doesn't work. Okay. And so I, I don't know if I'm going to go back and finish it. it the, here's the upsetting part about it the most, is even if it's a bad story, if it had good action in it, yeah. I'd be okay with it. The fight choreography is lame. There's nothing entertaining about this movie. So we were spoiled with the first movie and how groundbreaking it was. Yeah. And then they did really cool stuff in two and three, but I don't Mm -hmm. feel like they did anything to push the effects forward like they did with the other movies. I don't think there's a story here. There's no story to tell. I think the Wachowski sisters now, they were desperate for a movie. They didn't have anything fresh. They went back to the well. They could say they had more to say about the characters. The ca- they didn't say anything new about the characters, though, really. They didn't. At least not yet. I still have an hour to go. But if you haven't really caught my attention hour and a half into the movie still, what's this freaking movie for? Why did you even bother making it? Other than they're drawn for the nostalgia grab. Yes. Right? And, and I think that was what it was. That, that, and that's awful. Yeah, I'm that's not the okay selling with that. Point. I think that's garbage to be to be honest with you. So, so far, it's getting a hot garbage rating for me. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if I'm going to waste my time. I don't know if I'll go back on it. This is, so, Neil Patrick Harris and nostalgia. Um, oh, what was the Christmas movie with the Nintendo? Eight bit. Eight bit Christmas. Yes, eight bit Christmas was, was perfect nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. But going, trying to take the same idea and rehashing it exactly the same way just doesn't work you need something fresh about it yeah absolutely and and here's the thing i think keanu's fine in it yeah i actually like his i like his performance so far um and and trend she's beautiful she's she's a beautiful woman still um and her performance is the same that she was in the other three movies which is fine you know it's nothing groundbreaking on her part but she's good she's good for the role that's her character she owns it you know i could never see anybody else in that role but um I couldn't believe that was Jada Pinkett Smith as the same character. I, and, and she's tainted now. Every yeah. time I, the whole, and Jen's just like, oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, she still is an actress and she was in the original franchise. So, I mean, and she was fine in the original one. Yeah. But now she's, she's just like, oh, 
her. <laughs> She's tainted, man. She's really tainted. <laughs> Neo, that robot's making a joke about me. Go smack it. <laughs> so I just, yeah, just I, I, this was what I was itching to get to was major. I, I, I felt the need that I'm so angry that I'm hour and a half into a movie that's supposed to be the matrix where I, I have, I, I hold it in high regard as a great yeah. sci-fi movie. Yes. And even if you don't like two and three, which again, I think you and I agree, we can find things we like about it. Yeah. Um, just, Oh, utter garbage. Oh, it's making me so mad. Just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was not needed. It really, it couldn't have made any money at the theater. I know it got released. Oh no, it, it, I don't think it did. Cause everyone watched it on HBO. Every, I, I, I think okay. everyone I think everyone was in the same mindset of the last two movies were garbage so let's just watch it for free instead of going to the theater yeah I maybe, right. maybe but, the theater experience would have done something for it like the it Batmobile did, stuff but there's, I, there's no action in it for it to need it yeah you know there's not there's not a Batmobile scene in this movie that we no, need there's the not. theater for so there's at least not yet I, I, like I said I said an hour so maybe I'll find something but it's just not needed. Yeah, um, I agree. Man, just ugh, so disappointed. So disappointed in it. Yeah. It, it, I think we're matrixed out because, man, they, they have bled this franchise to death. You had the original trilogy. You've got the Animatrix, which, yep. which the animated cool thing that they did. Yeah. You've got the, the Matrix video game that they came out with. I'm like, guys, you have bled this thing to death. Let it go. It's yes. done. Let, it, let the original Matrix live in history where it belongs as a breakthrough film. Yeah. That thing was as original as it'll ever get. You you created a new way of filming something. Hold your hat on that, or sorry, hang your hat on that. Love it for what it is, but it's time to just stop yeah. going back to the well and let it go. Ugh. Yep. Not happy with it. So other than that, that's all I got for you. I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing Pig, and then yeah. after that, I think I'm going to have to hop on over to... Um, Moon Knight, or I'll try to finish Mythic Quest. Yeah. I'll probably do Moon Knight. So. You, you should go hate watch the end of Matrix. Say what? Go hate watch the end of Matrix. No, go watch the end of That'd be one of our movies that we'd have to do. And then, yeah, maybe that's the podcast we could come up with. Instead of doing um, <laughs> instead of doing our, our rip-off version of Mystery Science yeah. and like watching like Velocipaster and, and crappy movies like that, yeah. maybe we should just go hate watch bad movies and, and be angry about why that's been made. <laughs> <laughs> that could be good. I'm just so angry at this movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I got no other homework. I don't think. Um, All right, got another homework for you. I think that's it. I think that's a wrap for you, then, sir. I think so. That's good because I got to. Oh. I'm gonna piss my pants in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Jay is gonna piss his pants off. All right. All right. Until next time. All I'll right. see you. See you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. That's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. This week's song is Lonely by Pulley. I knew a guy who played pretend. I feel that he was near the end. His time was running out and he could feel the end of the road. Politics and talking trash. Finding something else to bash. He always had an army of followed wannabes up his ass. When they drop down to their knees, understand the reality. It doesn't even matter what anybody ever really thinks. And neither through the size of stakes, the efforts made, they seem too late. The power and the glory fades away when no one's 